Yeah, how did um, Bob know this was going on? I think he it's looked kinda, into the sky. I think it's kind of hard to avoid <laughs> seeing a, a giant beam shooting up from the Silicon Tor. <laughs> so, like Christopher, okay, okay. So, okay. Christopher looks outside, and I'm holding an umbrella. Christopher walks outside, and I'm holding an umbrella, and he's like, dude, how did you know it was raining today? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I've never actually thought of it until you asked the question. Uh, but how great. does he know? <laughs> it was just wait. How did Bob find about this? Find out about this? It was just so obvious. You didn't even think to question it. <laughs> User wins. Help you, Mary. Welcome back, everybody, to our show, Alpha Numeric, where we discuss every episode of the TV show Reboot, from beginning to end. Today, we are talking about episode number three, The Quick and the Fed. I'm your host, Aiden Snyder. And I am your other host, NeoCal. And I am your otherest host, Christopher Siege. <laughs> the most otherest. The most otherest of the mostest. Oh, you got me there. <laughs> that was, that's very, that's very good. <laughs> so yeah, we're uh, we're talking about episode three, "The Quick and the Fed." It originally aired on September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety four. Uh, who wants wow. to get us starting? Oh, actually, no, never mind. Uh, before we get started talking about the episode, I want to give a special alphanumeric happy birthday wish to one of our co-hosts here, Aiden. Oh, well, thank you very much. At the time this of recording, is... it is Aiden's birthday today. Happy birthday, man. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it feels weird, but I'm uh, glad I'm glad I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. How old are you, if you don't mind saying on air? I, I am... how, how does it feel being 25? <laughs> oh, that's real sweet, guys. But uh, it feels it feels it feels weird being twenty five. But it feels normal being thirty four, as today I am thirty four years old. How does it feel being twenty five and talking <laughs> about a show that aired before you were born on a podcast? <laughs> uh, I think that's that's very that's beyond nostalgic. Yeah, I have oh, a friend uh, quick, who's, quick, who's twenty five who loves reboot. Awesome. I, I was talking to a, a coworker yesterday uh, during my lunch break, and um, just the like, just in general, the fact that I podcast like came up in conversation. I can't remember how. Christopher, actually, oh, it, it just came up on its own. <laughs> Couple no. of them just walk around and tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I do do that, but no, no. Actually, I remember now. Uh, she said something that was that I found really funny. It was like the dumbest thing, but it actually like almost made me fall out of my chair in laughter. And I was like, I was basically like, I think that is the funniest thing that I will hear for the rest of the afternoon. And she's like, oh, no, the day is still young. And I'm like, oh, well, that's fair. I do. I, I am recording a podcast this evening with a friend of mine who I find to be a legitimately hilarious person. And then she That's was a nice like, "Compliment for Aiden." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she was like, uh, "Oh, uh, well, what's your pod? Is it a true crime podcast?" Which kind of made me chuckle a little <laughs> bit on the inside. People love uh, their true crime podcasts. Uh, a, a pod, another podcast that I listen to. Um, they uh, 
they tend to make fun of true crime podcasts a lot. So that's why I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. But yeah, so she asked me, she was like, oh, what? uh, So what is your podcast about then? And I'm like, oh, well, I do one that's about uh, the show Beast Wars and another one that's about the show Reboot. She's like, I don't know what those are. I'm like, I'm like. And then you slapped her across the face. (laughs) I know. I kind of I tilted my head and I was like, how old are you? And she's like, oh, I'm 23. And I'm like, oh, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, darkness, my old friend. You uncultured swine. And then I'm just like, uh, yeah, yeah. Both of these shows premiered before you were born, so I understand. I made a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reference um, when my office was during, like, shift change. And I think there were six of us total, and not a single person knew what I was talking about. Oh, that's that's so sad. Philistines. You know how the... (laughs) You know how, like, the Grinch's heart like grew like three sizes <clears throat> it was the opposite for my, my, my yeah. heart shrank a little that is just uh yeah and i was like really teenage mutant ninja turtles and then one of the uh the girls working there was like oh that was like like a cg movie that came out a few years ago right and oh i'm like God. oh no wow i'm sorry little one <laughs> Wow. I'm sorry that that's all you know about that that great great uh, franchise. It's basic. It basically was its own franchise. Yeah, it's basically a franchise. I'm kind of glad that reboot the Guardian Code like crashed and burned and was an utter failure because <sighs> I don't want people to like associate reboot with that. <laughs> y- yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So well, good no. reboot. <laughs> yeah, good. Re- Speaking of good reboot, uh, the opening scene for Quick and the Fed has Megabyte working on a giant doomsday device. <laughs> yep. In the, yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, we open on a exterior shot of the Silicon Tor. Yes. Yes. Which she's excited. Yes. Which, <laughs> which thanks again, Aiden. I had no <laughs> idea that's what it called. That's what it was called. <laughs> I've always He's loved got... the look of the Silicon Tour. But, but now good. I know. This whole show's design is great. Oh, yeah. And knowing is half the battle. That's C. true. C.I. Joe. Um, so, yeah, show. inside the Silicon Tour, uh, <laughs> uh, Megabyte has this giant doomsday device. It's a big-ass magnet pointing into the uh, into the sky. It's so weird. Yeah, it's a big magnet on a gi- uh, an extendable uh, ta- tower? It juts out of the top. I just noticed it's got a tiny, a tiny little magnet, like cradled inside of the giant, like horseshoe magnet. Yeah, yeah, and it's he's got powering like, the rest of it. Yeah, he's got copper coils on the bottom, and they're spinning, so he's making like an electro magnet. Yeah, which mm. is, which of course, like back in the day, was murder for. Well, it still is murder for any computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hard drives specifically. That's because, true. Yeah, yes. because of the moving parts. Um, right. I don't think magnets do anything to solid state drives. Well, no, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, he's got a a little slug crawling around on him. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. Nibbles. Yeah, n- nibbles. Nibbles, nibbles the, the null. 
does he refer to it as nibbles in this he episode? He calls it nibbles. <laughs> oh, yeah. does he? Okay. He's yeah. looking what? up in awe at the sky opening, and he's like, it's opening nibbles. I knew it was named Nibbles. I just wasn't sure if uh, it had actually been named in this episode or not. Yeah, yeah, he he yeah. calls it nibbles, and okay. it all the sky goes like, like what? Like it's he makes a storm, almost like a game is coming down because yeah, of this basically. weird like pulse laser, and it almost seems like he's opening a tear or something. Yeah, he's uh, he's cutting a hole in the sky, and then he during his like little monologue, to, he tells the to, viewer to summon the the Chitari into New York City. Yes. So the Avengers can fight them. Well, yeah. Except uh, it's his path to the supercomputer. <laughs> <laughs> so better, worse, better. Yeah, we'll uh, and then, yeah he he. Well, just a powerful thing. Yeah, he we we've already known by now that he wants to go to the supercomputer. Uh, he wants to spread. He wants to get more power for more servants, blah, more worlds or whatever. And he's only one man. Right, and his lieutenants are hack and slash, so I feel, I feel well, like I, he needs to get smarter friends for yeah, him to increase I, his <laughs> enterprise. <laughs> I, think, I think they're more of his uh, his henchmen. They're kind of his. Oh, dumb, he gives them his, important his, jobs. His dumb, dumb servants. Yeah, he he gives them these important jobs, but they always somehow screw them up so horribly. <laughs> I think their value comes in that. Their Legos, and they can be put back together really easily. Uh, yeah, that that's a thing. Yeah, it is hard to find good colleagues nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> and and Megatron, in his like ecstasy of getting to the supercomputer, he squeezes <laughs> Megatron. <laughs> yeah. Wrong show. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> that'll, that'll stop. I swear. See, see, I I Megabyte. intentionally. In our uh, group chat earlier, I intentionally referred to him as Megatron. <laughs> uh, it is ecstasy. Megabyte squeezes nibbles, and he turns purple and squeaks. Uh, and yeah, it's kind of gross looking, honestly. It's, it yeah, nulls are gross. And Bob's just there because, like, why wouldn't he be? He's still surprised, though. Yeah, basically. For some <laughs> for for some reason, Megabyte smirks and laughs and he's like oh well he'll he'll get erased if he gets within 10 bits of the magnet 10 bits and i'm like oh 10 bits yeah bits uh. <laughs> of course he's a guardian and i'm sure he knows how magnets work but yeah let's let's just assume he's going to be dumb and he's going to hug the the magnet <laughs> he he yeah, did going to go up there and give it a big old kiss you know yeah I mean, he did stay at a safe distance. I'm watching him right now. He's he's, and then he kind of he goes up and he just kind of looks at it and assesses the situation. Yeah, he he beats some goons because the goons suck. And he, what does he say? Like cutter or splitter? Or yeah, something? he's got like he's got the glitch, and he 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 calls for um, cutters. Yeah, and he just like cuts the the wiring from it, and it powers yeah. down. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Uh, collects the magnet carefully yeah, a little some, itty bitty magnet with some tongs and then oh, megabyte's yeah. legs appear yeah I know. yeah so yeah he's, he's got legs and they come up in a little elevator <laughs> right out of the floor 
And so Megabyte lifts himself off of his little hair chair thing. <laughs> hair chair. <laughs> it looks like his hair. <laughs> but it kind of pans over from the empty chair and it shows that he's just kind of eh, puts himself down and his puts his ball joint in his legs. Yeah. <laughs> no. Then he xenomorphs up the tower. Yeah. <laughs> it, that is quite scary. Just like <laughs> look, look at him go. The 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 shot of like the, the frontal shot of him like coming toward the camera is kind of like whoa. But it's, then when it scary. switches to like from the the rear view, it just looks kind of comical. Just looks like he's bunny hopping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he tries to he tries to leap at Bob. Yeah, and Bob, Bob makes a hilarious face. Bob, yeah, his face is like whoa, 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 whoa. You know, he has like the uh, shocked and his eyebrows vibrate. It's great. <laughs> Bob zips off. On his little zip board. And um, I think Mega Bite is hanging off the side <laughs> of the yeah. silicon tour and like screeching like an animal. <laughs> Hisses, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's like, I was like, I, I don't remember Mega Bite ever doing that in the show, but. L- little things, yeah. 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 So we cut to Bob's diner. And Dot Bob's Diner. Bob's, Diner. Bob, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Dot's Diner. And interesting, she has a little iPad. And she's talking to a construction worker. And he's like, okay, boss, consider it done. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> How many businesses does she does she have? Does she own here? Dot is and Dot indeed, is... you are not the only person to ask that question during yeah. these 22 minutes. <laughs> that is true. I love how Bob enters the diner and Enzo tackles him like he does. And then Cecil comes up to him and he's it's like table for two, you know, and he's kind of smug. He hates Bob. I don't know why. Just, well, it's you know. there's an interesting um, moment here. He says table for two. And Bob says something like, sure, Cecil. And like, yeah, he, he purposely <laughs> mispronounce it. So this right away, like he says it with like oomph. Yeah. As if to mock him. So now we know that Bob is actually like mispronouncing, mispronouncing, <laughs> mispronouncing Cecil's oh. name on purpose. He's being a dick. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess at this point, you're kind of like, okay, fine. Well, two can play that game. So I wonder who started this. <laughs> I, I, I was just going to say, yeah, it's like, who started this back and forth of douchebaggery? Did Bob create say, uh, Cecil or Cecil? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Did he invent him? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm thinking not. <laughs> no, None of these not. questions and more will be answered <laughs> during the next hour and a half or so of this episode of Alpha Numeric. <laughs> Like but like there... Aiden was saying, go go ahead. That weird vision we get with like yeah. the little maps and the bar graphs and everything. Let's see. So I, I, I like Sorry, that they're on. yeah. It's a it's like a point of view uh, shot from Cecil, and he's looking around the diner, uh, trying to find a table for uh, Bob and Enzo. And there's like this little heads up display thing that is like an icon that's like a uh, image of a person sitting. Number, the number two. The number two. Yeah. Uh, pictures, uh, like headshots of uh, Bob and Enzo. And down at the bottom, there's a tip meter. 
Yeah, (laughs) which made me laugh. And like when he's looking around at all the tables, like with patrons in it, the tip meter is like going up and down. And uh, beside there's also a tip meter beside Bob and Enzo. And Bob's tip meter is like completely at the bottom. It never. Yeah, it's a red, green and blue bar. So I guess he never. (laughs) Oh, that's why. I I guess he just never tips. (laughs) <laughs> Bob is the fucking cheapskate who never tips. Wow, wow, Bob, come on, man. Even Enzo does. Uh, yeah, whoa. and then it's like, and then yeah, text well, comes him. up on the screen is like <laughs> possible possible responses, and they're all he's cycling through them all, and they're all just wait at the bar. I just noticed he has a little <laughs> map. He has a mini map on his HUD of the layout and of the diner. Yeah, where he's looking, like flashes, like where he's looking to sit, seat them. Well, mm. I, I love how the entire restaurant is available. There are all but two tables available. And then he just says, you know what? Screw it. Go wait at the bar. He cycles through <laughs> you responses. You are not going to tip anyway. Yeah, yeah. He cycles through responses um, like yeah. like a, a choose-your-own adventure, choose your own tech, adventure game. a text RPG. And one's, <laughs> ah, so nice to see you again, sir. And he skips past it. And the next one's, your usual table, I presume? And he skips past it, and then he just selects wait at the bar. <laughs> there are a few wait at the bar options, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just noticed yeah. there's a jukebox in here. Hey, cool. It's a Wurlitzer. I wonder what kind of music they listen to in Mainframe. <sighs> there's, that ch- there's that uh, channel that uses old like hard drives and a dot matrix printer uh, to make music. Have you guys heard of that YouTube channel? No, but that sounds interesting. I have heard a few of those. I've heard and the it uses, yeah, it uses like um, like different old tech to like make these like songs. It's it's really cool. Yeah, hmm. I have I have seen a couple of those. Yeah, somebody made the, um, the Imperial Death March using one. Yeah, and there's one guy in particular uh, that uh makes them that's he's way beyond everyone else and it's really good it's like oh what uh, i'll i'll it'll come to me it'll come to <laughs> me just for the sake of argument say that they listen to nothing but dire straits <laughs> there, there you go <laughs> that yeah. on repeat yeah. yeah just money for nothing like over and over again <laughs> Uh, for anyone listening to this, if you uh, are a little confused about why I reference that, the uh, I think we talked about it on the first episode, but the the music video for the Dire Straits song Money for Nothing uh, from like 1984 or 1985 or something like that has yeah. CGI of these two like worker dudes named Sal and Harv. And the animation in that was actually <laughs> done, was actually done by the guys yeah. who uh, went on to found uh, Mainframe Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, and create this show. So, yeah, it went yeah. far. It caught yeah, on. there's there's a uh, one guy in particular. <laughs> he has a YouTube channel called uh, Powell Zadrozniak, but uh, he calls this big machine that he's made the Floppatron. <clears throat> and so he does Fortunate Son on Floppatron, old songs, new songs. It's yeah, I'll. Um, Michael Jackson awesome. songs, and it it sounds Bohemian Rhapsody, and it sounds actually really good, but different. Super weird. So I assume that's what music comes out of that <clears throat> that jukebox in the diner. Well, we'll have to 
have a listen and see. That and money for nothing. <laughs> yeah. And and money for nothing. Just, <laughs> Just on a loop, song. yeah. What ends up happening here? <laughs> were, were we in the oh, diner? We're, 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 we're in the diner, and this Ce- little... Cecil. Oh, I was going to say, this little... Uh, uh, Cecil says some Cecil bullshit. Oh, he bullshit. screams at Bob. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, he, he orders a... He orders... Cold one coming up! Top cold like one on track one! <laughs> <laughs> and just belts it out. <laughs> and and apparently the uh, counter oh. all the way around the center is a racetrack. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, this little like garage thing, like with complete with traffic lights. Oh yeah, like racing up. lights. Yeah, yeah, just like <laughs> just like raises up out of the counter, and the lights go green, <laughs> and the the garage opens up, and a little like coffee milkshake. cup thing, like or milkshake, milkshake or something, yeah. Yeah. with wearing shades. Yeah. I would like to point out. Was it wearing sunglasses? Yeah. It sure was. <laughs> yes. Races around and then out the door. Yeah, and it does like this little like front flip as it goes out the door too. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, cool, he's a cool None shake. of them seem... He's a cool <laughs> shake. <laughs> oh yeah, I just got he's that. A, he's a cool beverage. Yeah. And none of them look surprised and they all look at the camera eerily. And they're like, Dot's Diner, fastest food in mainframe. And they shrug. This is true. I'm like, where did he go? Does he have his own life now? Does he live in mainframe? Yeah, where, like, who, who's, like, I, I just don't know. Is he, sen- never... is he sentient and prepared going they, off, like, they... eagerly to be consumed by another? <laughs> like, yeah, Bob, does he Bob, like being eaten? Bob doesn't, he doesn't order another one. He doesn't actually end up eating or drinking anything in the diner. No, in fact, no. I don't. Th- I don't. In fact, I don't think anybody ever does. But from what I see, uh... <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, and then, anyways, they they end up discussing a little box that he Bob pulls out almost proudly, as if showing mm-hmm. on uh, showing he... off his Pog collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "What's that?" And he's like, "A magnet." And then all of the everyone binomes, loses their shit. Everyone loses their shit. All the binomes in the diner, like a Cirque du Soleil act, like as if they're all make magnetic. human tower. Oh, is that yeah. what it is? They're supposed to yeah, be. I thought they, they was, were. <laughs> they they all just kind of like fly together into this little clump of binomes. I'm only noticing this now, but there's <laughs> one of them is straight up upside the, down. One of them's upside down. One of them's gold and silver, and he's holding on to Cecil. One of them is inside the jukebox. <laughs> really? I didn't even see that before. Like, he he works in there. Wouldn't it be uh, funny if their music was like a little dude inside the jukebox playing harmonica or piano or something? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Like playing a one man band playing Dire Straits on a harmonica. <laughs> um. Uh, yes, anyway, magnets, bitch. Mm, yes. Okay. How do they work? Nobody knows. <laughs> they stick to stuff. Um, that's a good catchphrase. Um, I, yeah, so anyway, yeah. I, I, I love, we just kind of skipped over um, when Bob and Enzo are walking to the bar. Dot snatches Bob's stool away. Is that what that was? I thought yeah. Cecil, like, retracted it. 
That's what no. I thought too. Well, but like, oh, maybe Dot, he did. But Dot kind of laughed. I don't know. It's not really clear because when I was watching it earlier, I was like, he did gets she up steal? and just sits back down. So I was like, did she do it? Did Cecil? I'm gonna watch this again. Hang on. Here. Okay. So wait at the well, bar. Wait at the bar. Dot's well, like, he, care to join me? And yeah, she's he gets watching up. Come over. And he just, well, there he goes. Somebody took my stool. And then she laughs. Maybe. And then we yeah, cut back to him and he's so just weird. sitting. So what in the world happened? I think Cecil retracted it into the floor. That's I, so weird. So that's, Bob is, yeah, it's weird. Bob, Bob, is showing, <laughs> Bob is showing off his Pog collection proudly. <laughs> I think this is really stupid of him. I don't know why he would yeah put it on the counter like especially given how dangerous this is how why he would willfully why why he would willfully incite panic when he's the guardian yeah and then he does the worst thing sorry i'll go on to that when you're done no no they're like go to old man pearson's data dump and get rid of that yeah and i'm like that that feels like a a junkyard old man pearson I, I'd like maybe you should have taken it there before walking into the uh, restaurant endangering everybody's life. But he gives he wants to break. He gives the kid Enzo the glitch to play with, and Enzo is all like, yeah. "Oh, flashlight! Oh, hammer! You know, he's trying out different tool, different ways to use glitch." And then Enzo goes, "Glitch, jackhammer!" And I was like, "What the fuck?" So he. <laughs> He starts. He starts this earthquake in the diner, thereby knocking over the magnet. The magnet breaks open, and yeah, the little case holding it, of course, yeah, breaks Some, open. Like, don't take a magnet out. Place it on the counter. Say, "Hey, kid, go nuts with this potentially dangerous item that I carry around with me on my wrist." I understand. It's, it's like hey, this hey, is like kid. A- this is like an extremely <laughs> contrived set of circumstances. Yeah. I would say. Like, yeah. This, like this is some shoddy writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to play with this potentially extremely dangerous, like, multi-tool? <laughs> hey, take and... this sonic screwdriver and just fuck off for a second. I want to hit on your sister. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and, oh, but, you know, while you're then... at it, here's a 20. Go to the store and buy yourself some candy. <laughs> So, so then, so then we got the magnet. It tumbles off. Oh, and the, get me uh, some smokes too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go get me some smokes, kid. Oh my god! It's the nine days. Okay. Yeah, did of any of you? Did any of you do this? Where? you would get a note from your mom or grandma or whatever, and then like go and buy tobacco from like a corner store. I never did. Well, wait. In Manitoba, yes. Yeah, I. For, I had done that a number of times. Yeah. Small town, small town families. I feel like I did, but I can't quite remember. Times have passed. Yeah. (laughs) That will never, that would absolutely never fly now. New. Well, even in like a little uh, quick sidebar here, but like even in the movie uh, Clerks, which came out the same year as. uh, the first season of reboot, 1994. There's a oh yeah. Uh, there's a bit in that movie where uh, the the main character Dante gets hit with a massive fine because he wasn't paying attention and sold cigarettes to a little kid. Yeah, because he wasn't even looking. <laughs> yeah, 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 he wasn't even scene. looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So, like, 
Yeah, so like that fell out of favor like pretty quickly into our into our lives. Huh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So the magnet breaks open and it falls harmlessly to the floor and nothing bad happens. Enzo Enzo yells. Yeah. Okay. Wait, <laughs> I was lying. <laughs> I I, that was a trick. Uh, no, it flies across the room, pegs Dot in the head, and she turns into a fucking skeleton. Oh my god! Like actually, it's it's quite hor- horrific. Yeah, she and... ends up she ends up looking like a character from uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played that. <laughs> Uh, I understood was, that reference. <laughs> yeah, it was it was notoriously buggy uh, at launch. It would, and I, yeah, I, would I, do this thing where their skin would disappear, but their mouth and their eyes would stay. That's yeah, so yeah. weird. Um, Enzo starts panicking. He yells, Sis! But I gotta confess, when I was younger, I thought this was the funniest thing because I heard, Shit! Um, oh, and and I thought it was hilarious because you know it's funny hearing swear words on TV. Um, it is, especially when you're yeah. a kid. <laughs> especially when you're a kid. Yeah, I remember when I played uh, Metal Gear Solid for the first time when I was uh, 14 and heard Snake go "damn" <laughs> for the first time. Like hearing someone actually like that's not even like much of a curse word, really, <laughs> but like hearing someone actually say like "damn" in a video game back in like the late 90s was like. Not huh? to mention, oh yeah, yeah. Not to mention, he actually like smokes in that, and he turns to the screen and he's like, "Hey kids, always remember to bring a bring a backup pack of smokes with you." <laughs> yeah, and it's even like it's it's a usable in-game item that's because that has that an is, effect that that is not necessary, but is very useful in a couple of uh, uh, scenes in that game. And just like real life, it quickly diminishes your health. Yeah. I was oh, we, we can make it through one podcast without talking about Metal Gear, I swear. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> It'll happen. Uh, so, yeah, she's kind of going transparent. Dot is going transparent and, and like, not. And I, I guess it almost erased her, is the insinuation here. Par- partially erased in the prime of her input-output. As Enzo, as Enzo put it. Yeah, and Bob's like, oh, <laughs> don't panic. Everything will be fine. Like, reassuringly. And he turns yeah. to all the binomes in the, the diner, and he starts screaming. <laughs> Does anyone know how to reverse the a magnetic erasure? Yeah. And they're all just standing there with dopey faces, and Cecil's like, Fong would know. Yeah, <laughs> and before he could even say anything, he was out the door. Yeah, and so we're um, at we're at the principal man. office now. And guess what we're doing here? We're, we're playing, playing Pong. We're playing Pong again with Fong. Pong with Fong. Fong Pong. Could be. And a he's song. like, "This is really important. Someone's dying." And he's like, "Shush, young one. We must play <laughs> my favorite game." I think it's funny that in this scene we find out that there's actually a little zero binome inside <laughs> the the ball that they're uh, bashing around. <laughs> Okay, can we? Yeah, so this binomes in everything. This binomes in everything in this in this episode. I'm finding so the whole time. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) So Bob gets frustrated. He smokes the. Hey, hey! Nobody wants to see know how the sausage is made. Okay, that's that's true. I certainly don't. 
any I'll tell you smoked. how it gets made. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry go on. <laughs> he he smokes Fong in the dome. His head spins around a few times, and like like you had said, as the what hover puck this round yeah. like air hockey thing, it kind of yeah. comes to a a stop. A little zero binome pops its head out. Because he's like, oh, my aching head. And the binome pops out and he's like, you're telling me. And I'm like, how much are they paying you, dude? To be in that thing. I, I don't like that. <laughs> why does every why does he even need to be in that? Justice for zeros. <laughs> for for weight extra weight? Was Fong trying to rig the <laughs> the match? I don't like that. He's an intern. Yeah. Yeah, and then Fong says, oh, now that you have kicked my ass at my favorite game, <laughs> you have access to my vast knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, I, I thought that was funny. It's like, you, you, way to be humble there, Fong. <laughs> and and my v- <laughs> endless humility <laughs> and humbleness. Dear, oh dear. And so they come up. He comes up with the genius idea. Oh, oh! The actual need... word that he uses is now that you have whomped me. Yeah, whomped, my, whomped me. Whomped. Yeah, my favorite game. Yeah, he whomped him. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so th- what they what Fong ends up telling him is because her source code has is unstable from file fragmentin fragmentation. Yeah. Right. Um. I guess that means her program is accelerating the only way to fix that is to uh give her slow food and even bob after hearing that information turns to the screen and looks at us and he's like okay <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah sure he says well you lost me fun can you please repeat that in plain dos oh wow. yeah wow <laughs> wow wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she and, then, and then Fong just says, uh, "Probably not." I was like, okay. "I cannot dumb down my language to for you." <laughs> not yeah, even so, for a guardian. So Dot needs really, really slow food. For a, whatever that means. For a nimble-minded fool such as yourself. <laughs> However, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's basically like. Uh, so she basically she needs slow food to slow down her accelerated condition and return her to normal. Yeah. Which and then he okay. go go gadget arms Bob out <laughs> of the principal office. No, okay. So I I love this here because he yells, "You don't have all second to know," or "You don't have all second, you know." Oh, and instead of all day, hustles him out. Yeah. And later is coming a line, but I'll get to that at Al's. You don't diner. have all second. Yeah. yeah. So a day, de- so a day for the binomes and sprites and mainframe <laughs> to them, um, to a whole day for them is a second in our time. Yeah. So we're kind of unraveling how their time works here. Well, yeah. uh, eventually, because how long is a cycle? Is that a year? Is it a I don't know. Everybody talks about the cycle. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, we're back yeah. at Bob's. Or see, I just did it. Bob's done. We're back at Bob's Burgers. Bob, back at Bob's Burgers with Megatron. 
<laughs> and right and a special guest appearance by Rhinobot. <laughs> so we have everyone's favorite sprite, Rhinobot. Oh my gosh. Next week, a guest appearance by Tarantula Man. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> if you have if you want to know what the hell we're talking about, uh we have a uh, another podcast where we discuss Beast Wars and we say some dumb stuff on that show too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah. So yeah, check it out. It's called Too Much Energy on a Beast Wars podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, or Podcast Addict, and a whole bunch of others that I've never even heard of. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I'm this this scene is quick. There's a doctor next to Dot. Uh she's phasing in and out of reality doing some max headroom shit, and it's pretty scary actually. Oh man, I w- I wanted to be the one to point out the max headroom shit. Okay, <laughs> I didn't say anything. Go. Oh, no, no, that's fine. But yeah, she's doing yeah, she's doing some max headroom shit as she's like <laughs> explaining some not max headroom shit. Yeah, she's like, but 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 Bob, I I think think we we have to have to get 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 to the bottom of this. Except you know, less max headroomy than that. <laughs> Uh, if you're listening to this and you have no idea what Max Headroom is, just look it up on YouTube. And it's actually you'll... entertaining. You'll thank us. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but you'll you'll know exactly, like you'll know exactly what we're talking about when you do that. You you have to go to Al's. Al's and so he... <laughs> yeah. It's sector level, thirty-one. Level thirty-one. Oh, level thirty-one. I, I like how it's called Al's Wait and Eat. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah. Where you have Dot's Diner, the fastest food in mainframe. This is the slowest food in mainframe. And uh Yeah, so yeah. he uh Enzo wants to tag along and he's like, um, get away from me, kid, you bother me. <laughs> and yeah, just cuts. Why don't you to go L's. to the store and pick me up some cigarettes? So, <laughs> So, so it cuts cuts straight to Al's. So I like Bob, Al's. But it looks Al's like a seedy great. diner, seedy biker bar almost. Yeah, yeah, it totally. You, you, it looks like kinda, a really seedy dive bar. Like you, the you, even the name Al's, it, it's neon. It's like flickering in and out. Yeah, yeah. It's like blues music playing, and a bunch of tough guys stop and turn. Oh, I love the design of some of these characters in here. Oh yeah, very nineties. Just straight up like a weird, creepy Terminator with no arms. Yeah. And like an eyeball in a water cooler. And a number and then, five. And yeah, there's a number five. I <laughs> there's like also there's a seven. A, there's, a, there's, a, there's a big metallic like steel seven. There's a zero binome wearing a toque. <laughs> that says toque <laughs> on it. Toque. It says toque. <laughs> and I'm like, I, thank you for spelling that right. Even yeah, my no friends, kidding. when they see me write that word, like, you know, through Facebook Messenger or whenever in the past, like, nobody seems to know how, how to spell toque. So I appreciate it. And if you're not Canadian and you don't know what a toque is, that's what it is, <laughs> ladies and, and gentlemen. It's like a big, really thick, um, like, winter beanie. <clears throat> uh, I think in America they call them knit caps. They call them knit caps. They call them toboggans. They call them beanies. Yeah, I don't really know. Toboggans? Or, oh, yeah. Uh, I toboggan, hate to point. Yeah. 
I hate to mm. point this out, but uh, the way it's spelled in the show is actually wrong. That's how I've spelt it. It's one O, not two. Like I'm even uh, on no, dictionary.com. That, no, that's on that's that's in the show too, isn't it? No, in the show it I think it's two O's. Let me nope. look here. No, it's T O Q U E. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I just Good old Took. Yeah, yeah. I just thought uh the character uh had, the character's Took had two O's in it. Nope, mm-hmm. I have it on the, the, the screen right now. Oh there okay. it is, yeah. Um Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. I'm wrong. What, what, whatever, whatever. Whatever. See, it is nobody actually, knows how to spell Took. <laughs> it, is, it is spelled properly. And I, he's I don't know across. why. I don't know why the fuck I thought that the character like had two O's in Took on his cap. Uh, yeah. Because he has very circular themes. <laughs> Probably the eyes. But okay, so Cal, Google, you said, Google. You you said that. Uh, that everyone you know spells it wrong? How do they spell it? I've heard people flat out just spell it T-O-O-K. <laughs> <laughs> like took. Yeah. In, hey, um, you took my took. Yeah. T-O-O-Q-U-E. Like like you had thought it was, it was yeah. spelled, right? Like a, because K? T-O... Like, yeah, took. <laughs> like, it doesn't look like that should say took, right? No, yeah. Took, took. And one of my things as a kid two, was like, two I don't know. <laughs> Dukes. <laughs> and uh, Tuke, Tuke Boy is sitting across from a really cool looking sprite with like orange and black swirls and like 80s hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just she looks cool. And then I almost thought he was like a, a purple bob. There's a really rad looking, almost like viral looking sprite with like dreadlocks with spikes in it i i don't know they went nuts on these guys and like vampire glasses yeah yeah we never see him again by the way it just cuts to this like one shot of him him there but i don't know he looks red he's got he's like, yellow eyes he's like uh mainframes uh ventrue yeah <laughs> I, I i have a feeling that these were all like stock characters that they were trying to create in developing reboot, like before reboot became a thing. Oh, I, feel like they were like, that... I, I could look it up, but I'm not sure. But I get the feeling that that's that's what all these characters were. They're like, hey, let's throw them in because they look kind of scary looking, and it's just like a dive bar. We might as well. Christopher, when you said Ventru, do you mean Vampire the Masquerade? Yes, I, I said it kind of. Uh, uh, I said it with kind of a like Ventru question mark. Yeah, because I wasn't sure if I was thinking of the Ventru or the Toreador. How do? Oh, I see what you mean. The character model when you choose your clan in the video game is that what you're referring? Yeah, to? yeah. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Yeah, yeah. Bloodline, because like I like I I know you're into World of Darkness. Um, I am, but, <laughs> but my only experience with it really is just Vampire the Masquerade. Bloodlines. You you actually like gained some some like geek cred brownie points for me when you said that. I was like, oh wow, Christopher knows uh, knows the clans. Yeah, yes, but he, I... he does look like a vampire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I couldn't remember if like if I was thinking of the the Ventru or the Toreador. I think the Toreador has like an open like silk shirt. 
Mm. <laughs> that game's fun with mods. But anyways, our Vampire the Masquerade podcast is a different podcast. Coming soon. Perhaps. Maybe, if I ever <laughs> find another living being to, <laughs> to do that with me. <laughs> yeah, so he walks up uh, to the counter after he's like, whoa, tough crowd. Yeah. And there's a dude sleeping at the counter with a toothpick. Feel is dangerous. <laughs> Al's waiter. Does he have a name? Or is... uh, I don't think so. I just, if everybody knows him as Al's waiter. Oh. He talks real slow. So, like this. so Bob, what'll it be? You know, like real Brooklyner. Yeah, I just <laughs> pick a number, Bob. And so there's a vid window and he, he takes a number and it's like a one with a ton of zeros behind it, but I guess he reads he Fourth, reads the 4096. Yeah, but when the yeah. vid window pops up, it's a one followed by a bunch of zeros. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's the binary for I I don't know. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. I don't yeah, think and he the takes bi- a number. Yeah. The uh the waiter says now serving number Three. <laughs> Love it. I need some slow food to go fast. <laughs> oh. Well, we're I'll... at the Silicon Tour, I think. Hmm. I think we're there. Our scene we're on now is the Silicon Tour. Oh, this is Al's diner. Where Al's oh, I thought, I thought we, I thought that was a short scene. No. 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 I... No. 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 Dot's diner was short. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, maybe I'm skipping ahead. Possibly, because after he orders the ticket, um, the waiter says, "Now serving number three, and there's a cut to black for commercial, and then the well, next there's... scene is the Silicon Tour. Yeah, there's there's a whole uh, there's, there's a whole a, there's dialogue a there that I actually there's... found really really. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, there's a with whole the, dialogue where number where eight. He... Well, there's the number eight. That's that's a little. That's after. Do I have a Do I have a different copy than you two? Because after he says three, it cuts. Bob looks worried. There's a commercial cut, and then we cut to Hack and Slash arguing. It might be entirely oh, possible we have. Shoot, you're right. This is this is after commercial. Sorry, I'm I'm going through the scene right now, and uh, yeah, where he's yeah, like, no, if you want to order no some food, take a number. Now serving number three. Cuts away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know so what? You, you know what to... happened with me was like I, uh, like I have it playing in Crave in the background, and I thought I had paused it and then went to another window to look something else up, but it turns out I hadn't actually paused it. I thought both of you had a different version, and I was like, "Am I crazy? Do I have a weird, like, do I have an extra scene? Am I because I, I have a DVD copy, and I'm like, oh, I've got an extra scene." <laughs> No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, we're we're back at the uh, the Silicon Tour, and Megabyte's all like hack and slash, or he's all like hack slash. I have an assignment for you, and then in a little bit that made me laugh at, out loud earlier uh, because of the fact that I have trouble remembering. Legitimately, I have trouble remembering which one is which. They actually like start uh correcting megabyte and are all like i am hack he is slash he is slash i am hack don't you know us (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. thanks for clearing that up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I am Slash. Don't you know us, Mr. Megabyte? Hack and Slash, Hack get and it slash, right. Get it right. <laughs> Which is like, Hack wow, slash. they're talking to their boss <laughs> like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm blue. <laughs> and, and then, then Megabyte is like, yeah, Megabyte is like, let's not waste uh, memory on unimportant details. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's, that's how Christopher feels. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Basically, we'll never know. Yeah. So Hack and or Slash have to go and uh, get that magnet from Bob, who is at Al's diner. No problem. Piece of cake. Yes, yeah, send your most capable men. I feel like he should just be doing these things, but maybe that gets in the way of him sitting down and laughing maniacally. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. No, that, that, that's actually a really good point. Like, Megabyte <laughs> is a pretty powerful virus, apparently. Why, doesn't, why isn't he more hands-on? Oh, like, he's very powerful. Why isn't he more, like, why isn't he doing a lot of this shit himself? Thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess when you have that much power, uh, you can get other people to do your bidding. With uh, with great power comes less responsibility. <laughs> yeah, basically. Everyone knows. But the, Everyone but knows the other that. people who are doing his bidding generally fail. But when Megabyte actually gets like hands on and starts doing he shit himself, shit he gets shit done. So like, why not just do that all the time? That's how I function through life. I don't like to delegate. Like say in work for instance i don't like to like hand work off or delegate at all because i'm like yeah well i'll probably do it better than you so <laughs> also you know what kind of job you're going to do but you don't yeah. know what kind of job someone else is going to do and if you have exactly. any amount of attention to detail if you have behavioral or personality ocd if you just want a good job done i yeah you if can't you always if you want something done right, send hack and slash for the ninth time. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So this is interesting. We we cut back to the Al's diner now. And yeah. there are actually a few viral binomes hanging out with their yeah, little yeah. electro cattle prods. One of them's holding some donuts, <laughs> which I find interesting. So this is like the dark seedy part of, of town, apparently. Ew, someone's eating like a giant egg. Yeah, hey, I was going to bring this up. I actually just noticed this as we're talking. Uh, what do you notice about the number seven? Oh, he's got the uh, the xenomorph. Uh, he's a thing. xenomorph. And watch when he burps. What? Does he stick out like an extra mouth out? Yeah. He does, yeah, just he's, like a xenomorph. He's eating like one of those eggs. Like a xenomorph oh. egg. And I just noticed this now. It's so funny. I've never noticed that until I you pointed just, that out. Oh my god, that's so funny. Oh. I yeah, just he's... watched this episode earlier and I didn't even notice it then. I just Listeners, noticed the number seven, he burps, and that was it. Listeners, we're learning on the air right now. Oh my gosh, this is phantasmal. Okay. Um This is now the the second reference to uh to Alien. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's yeah, frosty in the first episode. He's eating a big, big egg. And Bob is sitting at a table next to Tuke guy. Wouldn't, wouldn't that <laughs> technically be cannibalism on his part if he's a xenomorph? Technically, 
it's not a xenomorph egg because it has a shell and it's cracked at the top. Yeah. Okay. I really like the the Alien franchise, and I yeah. have watched it uh, one or one hundred times. So it's it's a big it's a big egg of some sort. It might be a reference to the eggs in Alien, but they don't have shells, so technically. Right. Oh, okay. If you, I actually, that's my actually moment for the episode. Everybody gets one. <laughs> I, I will defer to your wisdom on this because I've only seen those movies a couple times. I don't necessarily think they get better as the sequels, as the franchise goes on. But I will leave it at that. Yeah. And the the guy in the toque's like, uh, Bob's like, what's the deal with with uh, with Seven. with that guy? And the the guy in the toque is like, um, what I don't what does he even say here? I know the he's joke, like, but he's like, why why is everyone afraid of him? Oh, I don't know because seven, eight, nine. Good looking toque guy. There's a, there's, there's a guy over in the corner with like a <laughs> hat, and he does his little rim shot. Yeah, he does his like button kiss. Yeah, <laughs> he's even got a little goatee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no other instruments. He's just waiting in the corner. There's a spotlight on him. And he yeah. just does a single drum and a little cymbal. <laughs> just so he can do that sound bite. <laughs> I forgot about that. And then you find out that that, uh, that little uh, toque guy just makes that same joke like every night. And everyone else like dies a little bit inside each time. <laughs> I mean that this is the kind of place where where people do die a little bit <laughs> inside yeah. every day. I know yeah, because yeah. I go to places like that. Oof! <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so Bob gets all impatient and goes up to uh, the counter and. And is all like, can't you process my food any faster? And Al's waiter is just like, look, pal, if you want, if you want slow food, you gotta wait or something like that. I gotta feed this whole room. And Al only operates on three decahertz. Yeah. Is that what he says? Three decahertz? And it was very, very funny because um, decahertz is uh, uh, three seconds. As far as my calculations go, if that's right. Oh, that's an actual time frame? Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because earlier in the episode, Fong yells, you don't have all second. Or you don't have all day. And now you find out that Bob has to wait approximately three days. And I'm, I just thought that oh, was clever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Knowledge. Well, that's why they're at number three or whatever out of something thousand. Yeah. Yeah, decahertz is 300 hertz. No. 30 hertz. Okay, okay. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have no idea, but apparently number 8 gets his food. <laughs> and Bob runs There's up to him. There's a joke like, here that 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 made me laugh. I know, I like it too. Yeah, he he runs up to him almost like Enzo's point of view, and he screams at him, uh, "I need your food. It's a matter of life and death." Yeah, and uh, eight yells, and the the eight is just like, "Ship off, punk! I've been waiting for this food here since I was four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> it's a dumb joke, but it made me laugh. I like it. And then Hack and Slash burst through the doors, and we get another close-up of all the weird diner patrons. Yeah. As they kind of force their faces into the frame in like a circular all the way around. And it's an extremely cartoony moment. Yes. <laughs> and the my subtitle for the DVD is All Gasp. Which I which I thought was cool. I like, I, I like that. And so Al's waiter is basically just like, oh, what's going on? We already paid our protection money to Megabyte. And then a vid window comes up behind Hack and Slash, and Megabyte's just like, yeah, I'm looking for an old friend, Bob. Have you seen him? And Bob is hanging behind the counter between uh, with Al's waiter and is like, hey, I'll get rid of him if you give me some slow food. And Al's waiter is just like, deal, hands him this little like takeout, this like styrofoam takeout container <laughs> of food that uh, uh, that Bob just like attaches to uh, to his hip. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just magnetically attaches to his hip. Yeah. And he so he summons his zip board, jumps on and is like, if you want me, you're going to have to catch me. And then he zips out of the, the diner going right through the vid window. I know, and it oh, like tangles it? up. Yeah, yeah. I'm pointing this out now because of something that's going to happen soon. And oh, Hackens... it warps. Yeah. Oh, it just closes. Like it, it ripples and closes. Yeah, it's weird. Oh. So apparently, you can't fly through them. You have to destroy no, you, them. You, you can. Yeah. He does he fly through them. Oh he, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just ripples and disappears. Yeah. Interesting that you can. He can summon his zipboard. Is that a thing he does with Glitch, or can anyone do that? I think it looks like he did it with Glitch. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. No. Because anytime we've cool. seen, like, say, Enzo uh, pull out his zip board, he pulls it out of his pocket and, like, throws it onto the, uh, and it unfolds. To the ground, and it yeah. unfolds. and Pops open. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, so Bob zips away, and uh, Hack and or Slash... Uh, give chase in their uh, mega tanks. It's and then... never or, it's hack and. <laughs> They're always together. Yeah. Um, I think, so far. Yeah. I'm really yeah. waiting for... Right. Um, that, the, that, was a, uh, that was a callback to a joke from last week. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we um, just continuously referred to them as that. Um, and... Yeah, so uh, they're giving chase, and then, oh shit. Warning, incoming game. Incoming game. You can go straight up, like vertically, on a zip board. Apparently. And not fall off. Oh, so are they magnetically attached to the zip board? Yeah, we'll go body with that. Well, whatever, I don't care. They do that all the time on the show. Um, interesting, <laughs> that means... Oh, so Al's is actually sideways. I'm rewatching the scene, and it's got a weird perspective. Al's is actually like hor like vertical. Y yeah. Okay, or, so uh, yeah, gravity is rather. weird. Yeah, because he gets out and he goes down the street, but then the street goes. It's actually like a vertical, like section of the. Oh, cool! I like it. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and then there's a game. And uh, Bob, Bob's gonna get in it. Yeah, oh, this is the part you wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah he, he yeah, yeah, he creates a giant vid window, uh, 
of himself uh, <laughs> right in front of Hack and or Slash, and they stop immediately to avoid crashing into it. But <laughs> it's like line. they could have just kept going. Yep. And he he acknowledges that. He's like, oh, you guys aren't going to make it. And they're like, why not? Yeah, why not? And he's <laughs> because, like, because you yeah, now you tell us. <laughs> huh? And hey? yeah. Yeah, and oh. he's like, uh, yeah, because like, you stopped. Because you stopped. Yep. And then they so both yell, logic error. Oh, yeah. And so they, they charge forward and are like, they're like, we are going to, we are going to make, we are going to make it. We are yeah, going to make it. We're going to make it. It's just like, no, we're not going to make it. <laughs> and then yeah, you see to, them yeah, on the vid window. Megabyte, and he calmly says, they're not going to make it. <laughs> like he's and then he sighs and, and then, is like he 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 sighs and radios like one of his like uh, viral generals and is all like clean up, clean up sector one or something like that. Yep, clean up crew level one because yeah. he sees them smash into the side <laughs> and just explode <laughs> and explode. Just ex yeah, Christopher and, slash and I. Everywhere. Christopher and I talked about this last last week that do they do they get a race <clears throat> because the the hover tanks that ex, they just explode and disappear presumably there's a crew inside but hack and slash maybe again nobody's ever bothered trying to discern why they're indestructible maybe hack and slash their superpower is that they can't be destroyed and that's why he keeps them around and why they're made out of lego uh, I think that they're immortal. Hack and Slash <laughs> must be, they must be specially engineered by Megabyte himself. Hmm. I think he would have made them smarter. Yeah, well, uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they, they're, sometimes, else... muscle, sometimes muscle is more uh, important than brains. I don't know. <laughs> they, everything else disappears when they smash into it, but yeah. except them, they just fall into like a thousand pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna so, I'm going with their immortal. So we're inside a game now, and I'm gonna let you guys take this one for a minute. I will be back. Okay. Yep, Aiden, they're in a medieval <clears throat> fantasy village. They're in the game. It looks bad. <laughs> Ca castles and knights. Um Yeah, castles and knights apparently. He reboots and then a silver knight like knocks his helmet off right away. Yeah, yeah. And we can tell it's the user because as we've established, the user's vehicle or whatever, they're the user's basically invisible. So if they're in a car, there's no driver. Yeah. If they're in a suit of armor, you can't see his his body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I, that's that's interesting. Huh. And Bob is Wearing like gold or brass armor. Yeah, it looks like he's got some like, bronze or something, some some kind of goldish. And he he clutches a little like pouch next to him, and it still has owls on it. So oh. that little like food thing transformed into kind of like a little pouch, little 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 money money bag or something like that. Yeah, yeah. a typical a typical like medieval fantasy money bag. Yeah. And, and he looks around and apparently finds a dragon barn. 
shows the uh wait hold on where are we because yeah because there's a barn there and then it shows this is oh, a yeah. weird transition that is that is looks, bob Sorry, yeah on. he looks at the barn correct yeah 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 but when he looks at the barn the barn doors fly open and someone on a dragon flies out but then as just... we continue watching it's bob but it's a weird transition because it looks like he's just looking at the barn yeah yeah it's weird <laughs> but no nope, then... it, it's it's him riding a blue dragon. <clears throat> Pretty and you cool. Got the user that shows up on a, a gate, a drawbridge, an arch yeah. of some kind, and he tries this to cool hijack. Move. Sorry? Sorry, yeah, it's a cool move. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I totally Ooh, forgot about this part. La- yeah, he jumps and lands on the dragon behind Bob. Behind Bob. Bob yells, get your own, you know, and take off. off yeah take off and, and then, then he, a, the user falls into a pit yeah or does he and then he, uh, a red dragon magically appears and catches him. yeah i was confused about this i guess he has uh, a red dragon already i guess so uh and the red dragon follows bob's blue dragon and starts shooting fireballs at him yeah that's basically uh you know like right like dragon <laughs> and as dragons do. And As dragons do. Bob yells, like, like, look out, fireballs, six o'clock. And we hear Al. Oh, we've kind of skipped over this, but there's somebody <laughs> in the background of Al's diner. I'm not sure if we mentioned this. Whenever um, the, the waiter tries to yell something back into the kitchen, we hear Al hear... yell. What? Yeah. Yeah, you just hear somebody. That's all Al ever you, says. You, you never what. see Al. Yeah, and all he ever does is shout what? Yeah, because he's and, slow. Yeah, because he's slow. Because he only operates at three decahertz. <laughs> and he's working in the kitchen. If you've ever yeah. worked in restaurants, it's everybody's yelling at each other behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Al shouts out what? And Bob's like, huh? Who's in there anyway? And the camera cuts. Inside the dragon. (laughs) The dragon isn't a dragon. It's a machine. Like riveted, like rusty, like plates are on the inside. And it shows Al's waiter, like on some sort (laughs) of controls, like, like, like almost like a crane controls or something like that. Driving the, the, this flying machine. Yeah. The atomic dragon. dragon. Yeah, <laughs> he's not rebooted though. He's just, he's just like he's just, he just wearing like the same clothes. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's got his diner hat and his toothpick in his mouth. He's like, it's just me. Uh, and perhaps working per- the fire breathing part. Perhaps when uh, him and what? Al rebooted, they they rebooted into the dragon. Yeah, that, that like when sense. they when they t- double tapped their icon and said reboot when they rebooted they just became the dragon i usually yeah. the clothes change though well i guess unless you're wearing like some kind of machine oh well it, who, who knows who knows <laughs> when when we looked at last episode um they team a couple of the binomes teamed up so that one of the binomes could operate the gas and the brakes and the clutch Oh yeah. And the other yeah. one, his feet couldn't reach. He just operated the the wheel, and he just kicked the binome underneath him to get him to gas or brake. <laughs> yeah. 
he was still wearing like a racing uniform though oh yeah that's well, fair whatever <laughs> oh well yeah so Still, good, good, catch, good catch though i didn't even think of that earlier i i think that's funny like i, I like the idea that they didn't even reboot they just like crawled inside this dragon <laughs> yeah so there's a really crummy looking like like chase scene from the pov of the user which uh i was getting some massive like panzer dragoon vibes from this bit which is yeah, interesting yeah. because this episode actually predates the first Panzer Dragoon game. I never played it. Um, I play. I never played the first one. I played Panzer Dragoon Orta, which I think was the one on the original Xbox, maybe. I don't know. I played one of them. All I but... know is there were some Panzers and there were some Dragons. <laughs> some Dragoons, even. <laughs> anyway so they're flying toward this castle and there's this big like um uh circular glass window that kind of looks like something you would see on a church um and uh, bob is all like glitch bs and p which uh i found funny because um i had to look well i found funny because like i i heard that and i'm like I know Bob, I, I remember Bob has said that at other points in this show. So yeah. I looked it up and BSNP refers to the uh, broadcast standards, standards and practices, and practices yeah. of the ABC network, which apparently uh, one of the things that they didn't allow was for characters to smash through windows in children's cartoons. Yeah, so Bob's. Yeah, so Bob says glitch BSNP and it just creates this like. <clears throat> this like golden light that moves through the window and basically oh. just teleports Bob down into the castle. It, he doesn't break the window. No. What is it? It's B S and P B S N P. Yeah. And so and, he glows gold and like phases through the window. Yeah, basically. Oh, that looks like a very expensive stained glass window. <laughs> It, yeah, the, it, it, it smashes. The, oh, that's cool. It, it smashes, but it goes back together. It's weird. Yeah, that that is a weird and cool animation. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. Well, no breaking like priceless stained glass windows for him. <laughs> yeah, good good catch. So, what is that? Is that a dig at ABC again? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so character, uh, according to uh, ABC, characters can't smash through windows. So Bob turns into this, like, golden, like, energy thing that breaks through the window and uh, recompiles on the floor, and then the window just goes back together. So technically, a character did not smash through the window. I'm reading ABC's, like, problems <laughs> now, and apparently... <laughs> they outlawed the word hockey. Huh? Which was a big problem because I guess there's a hockey part of the show. And I guess as Canadians, they were like, excuse us? <laughs> weird. Hockey. Yeah, apparently um, the word weird. hockey is slang for something vulgar or could be mistaken as it. And I'm like, excuse me, where did... 
what? That's odd. That How, is odd. Especially I've never heard that in my life. Especially considering there are way more there's way more hockey in America than there is here in Canada by sheer number of teams. Oh, true, but uh, a lot of the players are Cana- are Canadians. Yeah, but still, was, like, yeah, they they have more teams. Yeah, hockey hockey is bit like it's like it it's part of Canadiana, but hockey is also really popular in the states too. Uh, yeah. App- apparently, I don't know if you follow uh, the NHL. Uh, sure, don't. I'm like the worst Canadian ever. If I, if I, and I'm the second worst. If I told you I Vegas, sorry, sorry, sorry. I say if against. I, <laughs> I don't I, like hockey. I like baseball. How dare you? How dare? <laughs> if I told you that Las Vegas had a hockey team, would you believe me? Uh, I think they do, don't they? They do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a newer team. It is, like, yeah, yeah, Last like a couple of years, few years, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, apparently hockey wasn't allowed to be said, or um, sh- the game itself wasn't allowed to be shown on reboot either. On the, sorry, on the network ABC, you couldn't even they couldn't even depict the sport hockey. Weird, those bastards. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so good, good for reboot. So he's in a castle now. He's in a castle, and there is a uh, impaled skeleton on this a like really stone. detailed, good-looking so, skeleton. Right after we talk about the broadcast standards of of ABC, we see an impaled ex-human laying on a <laughs> on a slab. An stone impaled slab. ex-human. Yes, <laughs> is that what you refer to as? Yes, as skeletons. Yes. yes. <laughs> Daddy, where do we go when we die? Well, you see, we become ex-humans. We become ex-humans. Yes. <laughs> that just makes me think of like a, uh, uh, like a uh, a gender-neutral branch of the, like a non-binary branch of the uh, the X-Men. Uh, Ex- uh, X-human. <laughs> what are we talking about? We are talking about skeletons. Skeletons. We're talking about Skeletor. We're talking okay, right. The skeleton on the on the <laughs> the the show right now is like so detailed. Like every bone in the human in the ex-human body is <laughs> is on this guy. And he's wearing shoulder armor and he has a shield and he's got a like a typical like Viking helmet. But yeah. sidebar, Vikings did not have horned helmets. No, sure that, was, often... that was a Wagner thing. That wasn't a that was yeah. an opera thing, yeah. Yeah. And but this one has a horned helmet. Now, interesting, he has his own shield. So I'm curious why this guy was stabbed and a sword was left in him. Well maybe he just sucked at sword fighting. <laughs> <laughs> or sucked at using a shield. <laughs> I think that maybe maybe his uh, his nemesis was uh was so good that he used the ex-human's own sword against him and therefore he had no need to take it with him and so he just left it there <laughs> what i keep what calling I, him ex-human <laughs> you started it man <laughs> i know i know it is all uh, ex-human the, this, this, this is how we roll on these podcasts <laughs> it's not so, something it's comes not. up and we just run with it 
<laughs> so skeletons are called skeletons are called ex-humans now. Uh, it's not because it's two swords, right? The the skeleton and Bob has a sword, so it is someone else's sword. And here's my theory: this is really dumb, and we can continue with the scene. But I think a holy paladin came to vanquish this undead knight, and he buried his sword into him keeping him immobilized in place. And Bob broke the seal when he pulled that sword out and then he reanimated. Yes. Can you play? A, I, I, I play a lot of tabletop RPGs. Can you? That's fair. That's fair. Yep. That's all. That's my theory. Yep. <laughs> also, it's a video game on a TV show. It's a game of a game. They have um, a hilarious fight. I'm to, to, to make their little joust. Oh, uh, Bob, <laughs> uh, just, uh, uh, real quick, uh, Bob, when he pulls the uh, the sword from the X human, <laughs> he's like, "Don't bother getting up. I'm just passing through." And then the X human <laughs> proceeds to immediately get up. <laughs> I love the sound he makes when he snarls. Gets up off his lap, and I was like, "What the fuck? Kind of that's such a weird growl." That's the sound X humans make. That's the sound X humans make. Yep. It is but the language of their people. Yeah. So they sh- they show off some animation. It's Bob flipping the sk- in a very stereotypical fashion. The skeleton slashes at Bob's feet, and Bob hops over them. Bob does a backflip or something. But the the TLDR of their fight is Bob sucks, and he gets his ass kicked by the skeleton. Yeah, he actually doesn't do a very good job in that. No, he's disarmed and dis dis shielded. <laughs> he loses his sword and shield there's a, a, a pit of spikes opens up behind him and do you remember how he defeats this, the skeleton I this do. would be a perfect opportunity to bust out some eye lasers i well you can't disarm eye lasers unless you're dead so <laughs> glitch eye lasers <laughs> <laughs> uh also uh i I uh, forgot. I just wanted to bring up real quick. Uh, while I was away, um, I found the uh, when I was watching this earlier, the running animation of the user when the user first shows up and just charges past Bob when he's still in the center of that town. The running animation of the user is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's it's definitely like er, like early '90s video game animation. <laughs> it yeah, it's hilariously bad. Yeah, they have fun with the games because they can make them look as good or as bad or as wonky as they want. Find it entertaining. They man, this skeleton looks great though. Yeah, sorry. And because it's like, and because it's like the the games are just inherently otherworldly. Um, like they don't like you can run with just like things looking like shit, and it doesn't yeah. really matter. Like the the JPEG um, crowd from the last episode. Right. Yeah, so he, he falls, he, he tricks the Skellington um into thinking he fell in the pit, and then he says, Glitch, vid window, extra large icons. And Glitch shoots up into the skeleton's abdomen and then turns into a vid window that says BAM, like an old like um <laughs> Adam West wham. Batman. Yeah. yeah, wham. Yeah. And the skeleton shatters. This blows so, apart. Yeah. Why didn't he say, like, I don't know, glitch, rocket? 
Because BSNP. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's a very violent way to defeat your opponent. Just blow him up. Yes, because the way that skeleton died is is much more <laughs> exhumane. <laughs> exhumane. There we go. Ex exhuman. And this is why in the states, Beast Wars was on Fox Kids and not ABC. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Like, Good like career move. Especially with the latest episode of Beast Wars we watched, where a character literally gets impaled with their own spike weapon. Yeah, wow. yeah, it was, it was, it was some, it was something. Yeah. Anyway, there's a slasher. There's a. Uh, it feels like a slasher flick. Partway through the the episode, it's pretty spooky. But yes, Bob runs up a spiral tower, and the camera hears, does weird stuff. He hears Dot calling for him. Yeah, he runs yeah. up a spiral staircase, and apparently it's not Dot, it's Enzo, Enzo. in a princess <laughs> costume with a dead. megaphone that makes him sound like Dot. I love it. I love Poor, poor Kay. <laughs> I, he, he, he says, he uses the best play on words here. He's like, I wanted to reboot into a knight like you and not a damsel in this dress. A damsel in this dress? That's what he says. <laughs> That's funny. Ten out of a ten. Damsel in distress, you know. <laughs> and he opens he opens the, the dress up, but it's like he's being held up by like a contraption and his legs are dangling. Oh right! It's yeah, so his legs funny. Are just dangling off the ground. I thought that was the funniest thing the first time I saw it. Yeah, the the dress is too long for his legs, so it's basically just propping him up and keeping him from going anywhere. As if it's like this metallic like thing, rather than just cloth. Yeah. Uh, so journalists. And then we find so out the we dot don't get roasted. Well, so we don't. So we don't get completely destroyed and roasted in the comments. Why does the why does the bed say rosebud? Wait, what? The bed, uh, there's a carving like an in, in, in inscription and it says rosebud. Hang on a sec, I'm catching up here. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, despite uh how much of a movie person I am, I have never actually seen Citizen Kane. How dare you? Oh my god! It does. I say as I have not watched it either. <laughs> but I, I, I I have watched it a long time ago. I think next I think next year is like the sixtieth anniversary of it, and it is on Netflix. So I was thinking at this point I would just wait until like the the anniversary of its release, and then I'll just watch it finally. Yeah. And look, I yeah. and like I took film studies in university, and I still haven't even seen. Citizen Kane, like it just didn't even come up. Hmm. Just one of those movies I never got to, and it's widely regarded as being like the greatest film of all time. It is, just, yeah. But it I is. just, it's an okay movie, yeah. <laughs> I well, and when I say widely regarded, I just mean like you know, like lists of like the great, like what are regarded by like, um, like the consensus among like amongst like film critics and film historians and yada yada yada. I think yeah. it got beat out by a racer head recently, but for the long for the longest time like the consensus was that Citizen Kane was the the greatest film of all time. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, haven't seen haven't seen Eraserhead either. Well, I guess we have some movies to watch. It's it's probably just that they're in a tower, right? And it says Rosebud on the bed. It's probably just a little nod at that and nothing more. But that's probably the name of the damsel in this dress. <laughs> uh, I believe Princess Rosebud. Um, I believe uh, the main character in Citizen Kane died <laughs> in a bed. I believe I believe he died in a bed, and the last word he His uttered last, yeah. was Rosebud, and that Rosebud. was like the, that was the mystery of that film was what that meant. And I think yeah. he died specifically died in a bed. So I think it's just a little like nod to that. Yeah. Just wanted to point that out. That's all. Yeah. Thought that was funny. Because you too are a legitimate journalism. Sometimes <laughs> I can I can journalism. Only sometimes. What once per episode. All right. So Dot is a knight, and she's better apparently. Oh, she's way better than Bob. I, I actually well, no, but I really mean she's not sick anymore. Oh, she's, I thought she's you not, meant like fighting skill because well, damn. she is way better in that sense. But no, I mean, she's not going all Assassin's Creed unity anymore. And she <laughs> like seems perfectly fine. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And so she's fighting with the knight and uh, they exchange some blows. Uh, she's attacking like the icon on the, the user's chest, which is clearly causing him damage. Can I can I nitpick one little thing? Mm. about this fight by all means so um bob is holding something that kind of looks like a french like dueling sword right and it's it's uh it's double-sided uh it's double-sided like a like a tip like a like a saber right um and the user is holding this giant like mace the spiked mace and he brings his arm up and he like swings down and Bob intercepts it with his with his sword. And I'm like, hold up, that's not how, mo- how momentum works. <laughs> you don't elegantly like like repost, like block a, a Repose, you mean? giant yeah. Yeah. Repost. <laughs> I invent- My last I comment know. was deleted. Repost. <laughs> Twitter language. Yeah. And thank you. And I was trying to think of something clever with using the internet, but I couldn't think of anything. Anyways, <laughs> he blocks it. <laughs> well, there you go. I made Aiden laugh. That's all that matters. Uh, he, he elegantly blocks it with his sword. And then, just with a flick of the wrist... Yeah, he just... He just he, with a flick of the wrist, the user just like taps the sword and breaks Bob's sword in half. Yep. But again, that's not how physics work. He had just full like swing, full momentum came down crashing over Dot and he had like blocked it with his his sword. And I'm like, okay, so uh, okay, so this is what I think. This bothers me, but I'm going to reason. I think that weapons have durability in this game, right? Okay. And let's say Bob's had 100 out of 100. And when he swung, that took out like 99% of his weapon durability. And the user somehow knows this, and he just elegantly like tapped, gently tapped his sword and did like one more durability damage to it, breaking it. That's the only thing that makes sense. Okay, carry on, gentlemen. 
yeah, so um uh yeah, uh dot is slashing away at the user, attacking the icon on its chest, causing massive damage. She attacks his weak point for massive damage. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um and she knocks the user into like the, the window area and uh Enzo throws his megaphone at the user and which hits the icon hits the icon knocks the user out the window and then we hear game over and the gamecube lifts lifts up and yeah we're back in mainframe right in front of dot steiner from the user's perspective he is trying to save the princess that's how the user wins in this situation can you imagine this is like the his second or third playthrough of this game how surprised he would be that the princess attacked him in the final batter battle at the top of the tower. <laughs> He's like, what the hell? Did the princess just throw a megaphone at me? <laughs> <laughs> he like returns the game to GameStop. <laughs> it's like this Trash game, broken. zero out of ten. <laughs> it's like she didn't want to be saved at all. I like yeah. how <laughs> did GameStop exist back then? Back in '94, uh, surely no, yeah. I don't. Know. I, I actually don't know. Um, I I think it existed in Canada as Electronics Boutique at the time. Oh, and now it's EB Games. Cool. But I actually remember. Um, it's the same uh, company, right? It is. Le- yeah, yeah. Electronics Boutique. Yeah. I actually remember uh, the EB Games in Woodgrove Mall in Nanaimo. Uh, I I still remember going there when it was known as uh electronics boutique oh yeah fascinating anyway everyone high fives enzo for doing a good job uh defeating the user this is so weird to me Uh, just like megabyte is just there he's just there and he's holding enzo oh they were waiting right outside the the game waiting for it to finish i guess wait megabytes holding enzo yeah yeah it looks like he's holding him with very little effort. I don't know how. Like by the scruff because... of the neck or his oh, like, okay, shirt yeah, or yeah. something. Or like the shirt or the belt or something. I don't know. But Yanzo's yeah, just kind of like hanging there with his arms and legs dangling. Yeah. Yeah, he's so before that, the back of the shirt. before we get to that moment, though, uh, Bob is like, okay, I give up to Dot. He's like, okay, I give up. Uh, how did you get better, basically? And she's like, Oh yeah, I uh, Al is one of my business partners, so I just vid windowed him to send me a delivery of slow food, and, and she I, doesn't have to wait. Actually, while Bob is at Al's wait and eat earlier on in the in the program, um, Bob, uh, sorry, the waiter actually mentions um, he has a takeout order ready to go and it has to be delivered. And oh, I was thinking to myself, oh, I, I wonder yeah. if that's dots, like you know. And apparently, that's what it was. Ah. Ah. I gotta say, from a storytelling perspective, this actually annoys me because it renders Bob's entire adventure completely uh, <laughs> yeah. dubious. I know. <laughs> Bob even points that out. Yeah. <laughs> like he even says, "Oh, like I went through all that for nothing." And it's like, yeah. Yeah. I don't like it when characters point out that something in their own show is dumb. 
that is in the in the uh, uh, TV and movie world that is known as hanging a lantern on something. Yeah. Oh, it's it's where a character in store. It's like where something is really contrived or like extremely coincidental or really stupid. Something that like the audience is going to be like Ugh, about. And the character, but the char a character in the story will acknowledge how contrived or coincidental or stupid it is. I don't like that. Yeah. Okay, no, it's, I learned. It, yeah, it's bad storytelling. But uh, a lot of the time, writers, you, you see this happen in sitcoms a lot. Uh, writer, yeah. Writers will do it because they know that they're writing something really stupid. But they're like, oh, if we just have a character acknowledge that it's stupid, then it's okay. Yeah, almost like that absolves them. Like, okay, yeah. we need to acknowledge that Bob's journey was pointless, so let's have him point it out. Yeah, which it it doesn't. Like, it doesn't work, but it's it's a very common thing in uh, television and movies. Today I learned, hey, uh, I just sent you to a picture, and for some reason <laughs> it looks like Enzo's really tall standing next to him. <laughs> I see <laughs> <laughs> and it also, looks like they all got a pissed off face like they're getting ready to rough someone up also the look <laughs> on his face too yeah <laughs> and like the, the lighting in this picture like it kind of looks like Enzo has no mouth and like his face like the contrast on his face is really really high and he just has these like bug eyes that are kind of looking down it's actually kind of creepy it looks heard like you talking uh... shit <laughs> 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 it actually looks like the trial, the trial of uh, of Bob when they were first creating the the series. Weird. Yeah. It actually looks more like Enzo, and then Enzo became a totally different character. Obviously, yeah. Oh no! It just looked because you can't see his feet. It looks like he's like really tall, and he's like here to fuck you up with. with <laughs> Megabyte. So Megabyte wants his magnet back, and Bob's just like, no problem. And so he uses Glitch to pull it out of its little enclosure thing and then chucks it at Megabyte and sticks to Megabyte's head. And Megabyte starts going all Assassin's Creed Unity and then falls back <laughs> off of this cliffside. And then he just, and, just it looks oh. like he just jumps. And then hack like, and slash yeah. like leap over the edge. I didn't even uh, realize there was an edge like that. That surprised me. Like they just fall yeah. off. And I'm yeah, like, there's oh. the, there's this random cliffside that's there. This isn't so Dot's Diner isn't on like the ground level of mainframe. No, no, guess not. Yeah, it's almost like the movie Fifth Element, where like all the ground floor, it's all smoky and dark, and there are seedy figures, and all the kind of like wealthy businesses and stuff are on the on like the twentieth floor or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Do, so, do yeah. Hack and Slash just jump down too? They Older do. Immortal, whatever. <laughs> so they jump down and they're talking to one another and uh, one of them says to the other, like, oh, I, I have something really important to say to you. <laughs> Times like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel really close to you. <laughs> You're like a brother to me. <laughs> nah, I just want to say this before we hit rock bottom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Someone, yeah. go ahead. Take take away the dialogue oh. here. Oh no, no, you go ahead. I just, yeah. <laughs> well, what is it? It's too late. Oh, it's too late. Here we go. Yeah, they just they're they're back and forth. Is great. 
Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's times like this I feel extremely close to you. I was going to say the same thing, and there's something I should tell you before we hit rock bottom. What? Like a brother oh, to me. oh, it's too late. <laughs> and then we just hit the bottom. <laughs> yeah, and then the episode finishes with a zoom out, and now we get to see. We get to see that uh, Dot's diner. The episode finishes, but as it's zooming out, we do see that Dot is on Dot's diner is and a bunch of other really cool looking buildings that I'm very curious what they do. One almost seems like an Arabic hotel. One seems like a weird like boat store. I I, I can't even fathom what they are, but they're all kind of they're like all off Broadway. <laughs> they're they're all off Broadway, and interestingly enough. There's a track that goes underneath the build or through the building that they are, almost like for for vehicles or or whatnot, and all that the, all those golden tracks that fly all the way across like mainframe with the zeros and ones are shooting everywhere, and there's buildings in the back that say say Bodway, and as we had talked about in a previous episode, it's kind of like a play on on Broadway, um. But um, a user, sorry, I was going to say we're, a user. No, we, we, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll get to that after we okay, we'll, finish. We'll get to that. Yeah, it, episode, it says yeah. Bodway. It says Bodway a lot. And yeah, the, the episode finishes. And it, as, as we zoom out, we get to see that these tracks, these golden like zero and one tracks, kind of go all the way around mainframe. And we get like a good look at all the high rise buildings. And I, I guess they're roads and circuits and stuff, and it's it's cool. Yeah. So the episode ends, and we uh, cut to credits. Uh, one thing I want to point out is that this episode, this made me do a double take when I was watching it earlier. Uh, the first credit is directed by Zondag Entertainment, which I'm like, what? This episode was directed by a company? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've literally never seen that before. Like, I've never seen a director credit going to anything other than an individual or a couple of individuals. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so I had to look this guy, I had to look this up. And apparently it is the animation studio that is owned by uh, Dick Zondag. Uh, he actually was involved in the writing and directing of... Uh, a total of 15 episodes in the uh, uh, first couple seasons of Reboot. Um, yeah, he worked on a bunch of other things like All Dogs Go to Heaven. And oh, he cool. was one of the directors of We're Back, a dinosaur story. Um, he uh, worked on The Lamb Before Time, An American Tale. Lots of uh, Don Bluth stuff, basically. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, so I just wanted to point that out because, like, a director credit going to a company is very strange to me. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, hmm. so that was the third episode of Reboot, Quick in the Fed. Uh, Aiden, what are your overall thoughts on it? Overall thoughts on this? Oh, I just, I just love it. Uh, a lot of funny little puns. Um, yeah. Um, full of adventure, you know, Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons type game, or um, how? What was the one you mentioned? Panzer Dragoon. Uh, I never actually played that one. 
Oh, it's not Dungeons and Dragons because there may be a Dungeons and Dragons episode. In oh, the, maybe. In the... No, 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 no spoiling. No spoiling. There, there may be, I, but I remember, hope, I hope remember, it, it is currently September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety four. So that is I true. would be stoked if there was a point and click Dungeons and Dragons like adventure. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, hopefully. Uh, Cal, what are your overall thoughts on this episode? The, I'm kind of digging Al's diner. I want to see that setting more. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, this was kind of a fun episode, but uh, yeah, I, I was, as I mentioned, I was a little annoyed by the fact that... Uh, like basically like Bob's entire journey ended up just being rendered pointless in the closing moments. Could have been made a lot better if hexadecimal was in the episode. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Aiden missed some hexadecimal. It's okay. uh, You didn't miss anything. You just missed me talking about hexadecimal for 45 minutes. That's fair. Some, uh, some hexadecimal thirst going on. I, yeah. I do like I do like hex. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so Christopher, I have a thing for you. Oh, do you now? Actually, you have a thing for us. We I do received have a thing for you. some sort of uh, interaction with our our show. Yeah. So some uh, uh, some listener engagement went down. Um, I was messaged on Reddit by Reddit user Alakar Leoricar. Apologies if I am not pronouncing that properly. Um, but he reached out to us and was like, yeah, I'm listening to your guys' podcast and I'm liking it so far. But he he wanted to clarify the whole, um, our confusion over the whole Bodway thing. Yeah. And so he tells us that uh, it is basically a pun from uh broadway which i think we were all kind of in agreement of in that episode correct like yeah we, we, we figured it was things. it has something to do with broadway yeah yeah it was like kind of a dig on that or whatever but, but we did miss the definition of just the term bod yes so uh he was kind enough to point out that uh, uh bod is a unit of transmission speed equal to the number of times the signal changes state per second from one baud is equivalent to one bit per second. Did he say that in the message? Yes, he did. I would uh, just like to point out, he cut and paste that from Google. Just saying. <laughs> uh, Bodway is actually the stream of multicolored ones and zeros crisscrossing around mainframe. When the system shuts down, the Bodway itself turns off. It's all computer puns. Yeah. So that that makes me wonder. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Thank you, uh, Alakar Leoricar, for sending that in. Um, We're uh, we're always happy to receive some feedback. um, And if we don't know something, please feel free to uh, write in and educate us. Yes, exactly. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at alphanumericpod, P-O-D, at outlook.com. Send an email and we will read it on the show. Uh, and and also, we 
like the more we learn about the show it's it's interesting to to learn what was put into it you can appreciate what the the writers put into it more right so absolutely like, oh, yeah. okay we're watching it like week to week anyway we might as well deep dive into it as much as we can yeah for sure so yes uh yeah once again thank you for uh messaging me about that also it uh, sounds like he actually liked the show yeah it's great i uh i was legitimately excited when i got that message because i was like wow like actual listener engagement um i mean it's one thing to just have a have an audience but to have a engaged audience is it's very exciting especially since we're only just getting started with this so yeah. he uh, he sent you a, like that was a lengthy message he could have just said lol you guys suck <laughs> yeah yeah no uh yeah it was very it was uh it was informative and constructive and i appreciate it so once again thank you and yeah so uh, if you want to follow us, uh, go to facebook.com slash alphanumeric podcast. Um, if you're listening to this on YouTube, because I have been putting these on YouTube recently, uh, and you want to just get this purely in an audio form, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts. Uh, and if you're strictly using Android, you can find us through Podcast Addict um, and a whole bunch of other different uh, podcast services that honestly I've never even heard of, but we're listed there. So cool. Um, yeah, alphanumeric, a reboot yeah, podcast. Yeah, just uh, go to one of just go to your podcast uh, service of choice and search for alphanumeric, uh, and we will undoubtedly come up. So that has, oh, sorry, did you have something else to add? I was going to say, tell, tell your friends if we think we're cool. Or if you think we're not cool, tell your friends how uncool we are. <laughs> either either way is good. No, yeah, that's the thing is bad press. Yeah, and if you think we're uncool, uh, be sure to also email us at alphanumericpod at outlook.com, and we will read those emails on the air as well. And probably just make fun of you. <laughs> so you might hear Aiden cry, though. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So that has been uh, episode three of the Alphanumeric podcast. We will be back next week with the fourth episode of Reboot Medusa Bug, which oh, yes. is one I uh, remember seeing a lot as a child. Yeah, I remember a lot of reruns and catching this one a lot. Yeah, yeah, that that one I feel like was a a, a common one in the uh, the the rerun cycle on YTV. Medusa bug. All right, all right, we're uh, running out of time here, so we're gonna get going. Uh, I have been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I am one of your other hosts, Neo Cal, and I am the most of the other hosts. Aiden Snyder. And until next week, game over. Seven, eight, nine. <laughs> no? Stay frosty. Bye. 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 Alpha New.